You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Thanks for joining us for two hours here on Real Presence Live. It is the second hour, just a couple minutes past the top of the hour. I'm Matt Wilcom, Communications Director for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. I'm Father Tim Beer, one of the pastors here in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. And we are here at Father Tim Beeren's parish, one of his parishes, St. Charles Borromeo Church in St. Charles, Minnesota. You are also pastor at... Holy Redeemer in Iota, where Kathy Schumann in the first hour is from. And then also I have a uh, oratory parish uh, that is available for funerals and weddings. And that is St. Aloysius in Elba, down in the Whitewater Valley. All right. For, uh, for those who want... Weddings and for those who are actually from originally that place. Oh, I see. So that's okay. how it's done. Yeah. There we go. Yes. Thanks for the clarification. Absolutely. <laughs> she wrote a book to help couples, grandparents, and others who have experienced the loss of a child through miscarriage and stillbirth. Why did Heidi Indall decide to write this book? And how has the Lord worked through the words on these pages? That's what we're going to find out in this segment. Heidi Indall, thanks so much for being on the air with us this morning on Real Presence Live. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, glad to talk about the book anytime, and uh, it's a joy to spend some time with you this morning. Well, thank you. And uh, what's the name of your book, and, and what inspired you to write it? So I, the book is Blessed is the Fruit of Thy Womb, Rosary Reflections on Miscarriage, Stillbirth, and Infant Loss. It is a walk through the mysteries of the rosary with reflections on miscarriage, stillbirth, and infant loss, kind of relating to how Mary would have experienced each of those, you know, key events in Jesus' life and uh, just a way to kind of connect to that differently. And it kind of became a book because it became a devotion first. I was um, grieving the loss of my daughter, who was actually, this is a random fact I didn't realize when I, when this interview was scheduled on this day, was actually her funeral mass was Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and it was at St. Charles Borromeo Church, where you guys are currently broadcasting from. So this uh, just kind of, you know, God did something kind of crazy there to schedule this interview today. Um, But as I was grieving her death, I just found that I kept coming back to the rosary. It was the place where I could, where things still made sense to me. I could, I just saw things differently, and... I started to use the rosary kind of accidentally at first, and then more intentionally as I started to see that my journey, yes, it had a lot of sorrowful moments, but it also had a lot of joyful moments. And through that, I was able to grieve the loss of my daughter much better and uh, use it as an opportunity to grow closer to Christ instead of further away, which is sadly what happens to a lot of women in this situation. And so I just, I kind of on a whim, I had a I was speaking with a publisher, and I just said, you know, I've kind of got this, and you think we could put it into a book? And he's like, yeah, I think we could put it into a book. And so that's kind of where Blessed is the Fruit of Thy Womb was born. So then once you uh, began to work in that process and you uh, began to put it together, um, how long ago was it before it was available to the public to be able to purchase? The book was published in 2017 initially, and then just last year it was, sold from its original publisher to Our Sunday Visitor, which is a much larger publisher. And then in the last year, it's really, you know, kind of gone much further and more people are able to find it easily at their, um, you know, at their Catholic bookstores, uh, starting to kind of see it. Uh, so it's been, a, it's, it's been available for about two and a half years, but it's really, really in the last year 
has really come a lot further in its, its ability to reach women that are in this situation. And we certainly will talk more about how people can get their hands on this book. But in the meantime, uh, the Lord was obviously working through you with these words that you put on the pages. And uh, can you say more about how your relationship with Jesus really assisted you in that journey? I think for, for me, in a very unexpected way, the Lord really reached out to me through Mary and through these losses to help me see a bigger picture. And actually, it took many years for me to start to realize, you know, it took a long time. First, it was kind of infant pregnancy and infant loss was kind of the first place Jesus was like, this is more than you think it is. This is about more than just you. This is just more than just your journey, your suffering. There's a whole bigger picture here. And it was through my losses and through these really tragic deaths. Um, my daughter, Sienna, was not the only loss that my husband and I have had. We've also had four miscarriages, and we had a stillbirth about 12 years ago before we were Catholic. And so through these losses, I just constantly kind of felt pulled to see the passion narrative and the gospel through a different light, uh, through the light of suffering, but also through the light of redemption. And and so with time and prayer and a lot of um, wonderful family and friends, it's really helped me draw closer and deep, more deeply into those mysteries. Uh, and then eventually those sort of said, okay, well, that applies to your pregnancy and infant loss, but it also applies to all this other stuff you do when you're having a hard day of parenting, when you're having a, you know, whatever it is. So it, all, it comes into all those things, too. So for me, pregnancy and infant loss was kind of like my gateway into, really into the Catholic Church at all, but also... Um, into a deeper understanding of what it means to be a beloved daughter of God. And Heidi, losing a child through miscarriage and stillbirth is, I think, more common than a lot of people realize. Is that part of the reason why you chose to focus on this this type of loss? In some ways, yeah. I think it is way more common than people realize. In the last several years, I've been spending um, more time you know, going to parishes and giving talks and meeting with people. And I hear stories of couples, and it's been 50 years, um, 60 years. And to hear how we address this loss has changed over time has really kind of motivated and maybe Holy Spirit inspired me to really look at this area specifically. It's a, it, it seems like a small area. It's very specific. It's very detailed. But it offers so much in terms of, um, helping other, helping other women see that this loss is it. It was important, you know. It was important that they and their husband, the woman and their husband, said yes to God in welcoming this child. It was important that they chose to continue to honor that child's life. The Catholic Church has such a wealth to offer women facing pregnancy and infant loss, and but a lot of people don't know about it. And so, in the last year, especially, I've really started to focus more on how can I help people know what's out there. Um, and just all the ways the Church honors these lo- these little tiny lives, we think they're just as important. And, and it's, you know, that's just kind of, that's what motivates me, is helping parents see that this child of theirs is just as much a part of their family as every living child, even if they have no living children, that this child that they brought into the world um, was important. 
Thank you for tuning in to Real Presence Live. I'm Father Tim Buren along with Matt Wilcom, and we have on the phone with us Heidi Indall, who is sharing with us some very personal um, details about how she was influenced by our Blessed Mother and our Lord to write this book. Um, you know, I, I purchased, um, Heidi, as you are aware, um, um, some extra copies of this, just knowing that this is something that would be very helpful to me as a pastor uh, to minister to those that have found themselves uh, with this type of loss. And most recently, there was a grandmother that was really having a difficult time and, and through um, you know some prayer and, and whatnot, um, her um, her ability to, um, as a grandmother, to read your book has been an immense help. And so when I heard you talking about how it's, you know, how you felt called to do this, not just for moms, but for others, I've seen firsthand how your book has enlightened and helped that other, uh, whether it is a grandparent or another family member. Because, you know, when somebody announces they're going to have a baby, there's great joy and great excitement there. And then when there's that sense, um, uh, when there's that loss that comes, sometimes there's there's uh, no words that can express what is going on at that time. Right, right. It really is. And it does affect the whole community. And the more um, awareness we bring, I think the more that we will need to have those resources to really reach, um, to have a full community response to pregnancy and infant loss, not just a we're going to help this couple over here quietly, but we're not going to talk about it. It's not going to be, you know, certainly couples, many couples wish to have their privacy and they wish to grieve more privately, but they also still need that support and the love of the community, whether that's through the sacramental life of the church or through uh, ministries such as the Elizabeth ministry or other parish-based ministries to families in uh, difficult situations. But there is this, this great need to totally change the way we think about pregnancy and infant loss as a community in order to uh, reach those families that are that are around us and they are all around us every day uh, and we don't always we often don't know about them uh, because it's it's an issue that we tend to not talk about because it's very uncomfortable now hearing you now visit with us and our listeners it seems very quiet where you're coming from right now but you do have some uh <laughs> some children around you right now uh what what are the names of your children that are uh gathered around you well they're hardly gathered they're they're locked <laughs> out of my bedroom so don't okay. have <laughs> <laughs> Scattered. i I, well, I have a couple teenagers so it, it, that comes in handy in, in moments like this when i'm working from home uh my oldest is Aiden, and he's 16, and then I have Caleb, Kylie, Logan, Lucy, Thomas, and Sarah is two and a half, so kind of a broad a broad range there. Uh, so they're keeping busy with puzzles and games, and they're really so, actually quite good about mom working at home. And When you said yes to being on the air, you're thinking, hey, this is a break. Well, it's fun. You know, it's, it's fun. This is fun work for me. Um, I sometimes have to. I have to remind myself that that well, this is a very raw topic for many people, and so I have to be careful not to let myself get too far into the rawness of other people's grief, but also to make sure that uh, properly um, being properly respectful of that when I'm um, no, when I'm speaking with women and uh, and working with them. So. But I do, I do always relish the opportunity to share a little bit more uh, just about 
this issue in general and continue to bring awareness so that as a church we can improve our response and our compassion for these families. Absolutely. You know, I, I'm i grateful, you know, when I moved to the parish here a couple of years ago, um, you know, Heidi and Tim and the family had just recently moved, and it's the type of family that you want to have in your parish, so I'm a little jealous of Father McNay at uh, the cathedral, of course. Uh, uh, you certainly do bring a lot of of engagement and faith to, uh, to those that you encounter there on a regular basis, but even in your book, um, there are obviously people that you are not even aware of that you probably have uh, influenced in your writing, but there are those that you do know that you have seen the Lord um, work in their lives uh, that have experienced loss. Without mentioning names, can you give some specific examples of how this has happened? Yeah, I um it's been a it's been an interesting process to sit on the other side and instead of meeting someone first and ministering to them in a very person to person way, to minister in a in an effect through my words. Um and so to to hear from women that have read the book and to, to read, even sometimes people I don't meet, that they they write an Amazon review and they tell me that, you know, that this was key in helping them move forward and get out of those ruts of grief. Uh, it, there are more stories than I could ever share. You know, people will tell me that they, you know, they never told anyone they were pregnant until after they read about their loss, until after they read my book and they realized that it was okay to talk about it. Um and, you know, so it's just, it's just been a really great way to just hear how the Lord is working in other people's lives, and using my words to do that is just a humbling, um, it's just a humbling honor, to be honest with you, to be used in that way, and that my loss could become something that could bring um, healing into someone else's life through uh, Mary and the Rosary. The book is Blessed is the Fruit of Thy Womb, Rosary Reflections on Miscarriage, Stillbirth, and Infant Loss. We've been listening uh, and have had on the phone with us Heidi Indahl. We're grateful that you have joined us today. Again, uh, they can get the book at osfcatholicbookstore.com. Um, so uh, this certainly is a phenomenal book for anybody that has experienced loss. Heidi, thank you so much. Blessings to you and your entire family. Thanks so much, Father. Up next, we're hopping in the car. I mean, not literally, but figuratively. Can't really do a radio show from like I suppose we could. I don't know. We need like really powerful Wi-Fi for that. But anyway, <laughs> our ten-minute tour of local events is coming up later in the show. We'll join a couple of pilgrims who are on their way to the March for Life as we speak. We're broadcasting live from St. Charles Borobeo Parish in St. Charles, Minnesota. I'm Matt Wilcom, and I'm Father Tim Buren. Stay tuned for the. Next portion of Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.